episode of the Stadium Journey Overtime Podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. You can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. And connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. And you can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast just by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use or find us on Spotify or find us on Apple Music. Video simulcasts of our podcast can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic back catalog going back since day one of the Stadium Journey podcast back in what was that, 2017 now? Four years worth of this. We're getting ready to start season five real soon. And uh, we're all classics now. (laughs) Well, anyway, you can find the uh, old episodes that are not on the YouTube page. You can still find those at VOCNation.com. And some of you are there with us right now, but for those of you who are not joining us live, we record every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. And now, since I'm a PA announcer, I'm going to take a minute and announce our starting lineup. Dave Cotney is here tonight. You can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at Ballpark Hunter. The other guy, Dan Calachico, is here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. And so the purpose of this overtime edition of the podcast is to focus on our visits over the last couple of weeks. So uh, who should start today? Dave, you want to lead off? Lead off hitter. Lead off George Springer back off the DL until he goes back on the DL. <laughs> so uh, speaking of George Springer, we uh, took in a an official Stadium Journey visit. Check out my review on StadiumJourney.com of the Toronto Blue Jays at the Rogers Center. So this is the second time I've been back uh, this season. Uh, the first time was really a totally unique one because it was the very first game that the Jays played at Rogers Center after being away playing in Dunedin and playing in Buffalo. Um, So this one was a little bit more normal. Um, So there was, you know, less, less promotion. They didn't have like the, the big entrance and the big, you know, video package and all those kinds of things. So, um, what made it significant was it was Jackson's first game back. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. He, he sent out a, a thing, you know, quote, I'm home. <laughs> so he was super excited and uh, into every single pitch, which is, which is great to see. Um, it was, we, we were, we ended up sitting in the second deck. So uh, first the, the lower bowl, and the second deck are the only things that are open as of right now. Uh, we still have 15,000 um, capacity, and then that includes players, executives, you know, fry cooks, everybody, ticket takers, everybody. And um, last time I, we ended up sitting like in the non, non-freakish about COVID area where, you know, we were all sitting – there was no spacing or anything like that. This time we were sitting in pod seating, um, so we did have room to room to stretch out, uh, which you know it was great. I I enjoyed having a little extra space and not having to worry about people beside me. Um, we literally did not have to stand up once if we didn't want to because nobody 
came through to to get past us and we were on the end. I, the only thing I would say is that we were at the very back of the um, the last row, the second level. So we literally could not see the the video board at all. So uh, one of the the Renault things I guess they're doing is they're either replacing the televisions or removing the television. So usually you can expect it. Like if you can't see the video board, you can expect to see a television right there with whatever's on the video board. But in this case, we didn't have that. So that was a little bit of a, a bummer, but you know, truth be told, there's plenty of screens all over the place. Um, we had gone down uh, from, from Musaga beach uh, straight from the cottage. So uh, it was, you know, what to, what to do about eating and Mark, you, you would totally dig this. We, we did not go into the ballpark and eat. We found a cart outside and uh, oh, yeah, the hot dog carts, and right? we got and we got got ourselves uh, some sausage or uh, I That's had a sausage. What I would do. Jackson had a hot dog and and you know it wasn't nearly as expensive. But we had we had a great time there. One thing I, I have been really critical of the Blue Jays for this over the years is that their customer service is just not up to par as compared to other major league. Uh, experience even minor league experiences right like too often the 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 employees that you deal with are students who are too shy or they don't care or they just don't interact and one thing i really noticed this time is that the ushers like the average age of the ushers has increased dramatically so we're we're now looking at people who are uh you know in that kind of retirement age or or whatever uh and they just they just have that much more of a, a, a sense, you know, you can, you can interact with them. You can, you know, I, I always remember like going to Cleveland or going to Pittsburgh and you get those ushers who, who have been there since forever and they have seen every game and every player. And, you know, you just soak up that baseball knowledge. And when you get, you know, when you get teenagers and I get, you know, teenagers need to work and everything, but when you get those, those kids, it's like, you know, they're afraid to say anything to you. Um, they're afraid to welcome you to wherever. I mean, I, I, I remember going through metal metal detectors at Ford Field and security. And, and even the security, they, they're like, welcome to Ford Field. And I'm like, wow, you know, nobody's ever said welcome to Rogers Center. I've been there like 150 times. Nobody's ever said that to me. So it was. I'll give them credit. It was kind of nice to see see that sort of happening so that was good uh the other trip that i made uh was just this past weekend um we've sort of done our, our inner county and, and mike harris was gave me props as proof that someone's listening <laughs> props for leaving my a bit of my baseball snobbery behind and and venturing out to inner county league so uh jackson has been to see almost all of the games that i had except for one so this past weekend, what we did is we headed down to Welland Stadium and we saw the Welland Jackfish again. And it was the first um, inter-county team that I saw this year, really since I was, you know, in the last 40 years or whatever. So I hadn't, hadn't been in that long. And it's probably the most unique. So... You know, we have in the Intercounty League, we have all these teams, you know, Kitchener Panthers in 1919, London Majors 1925, you know, even the Barry Baycats are like to 2000 and, and I think they won their first championship in 2005, right? 
The Well and Jackfish are from 2019. And they approach the game totally different. So like the majors, it's a very kind of mature production, right? Here's the game. You know, we'll play a little bit of music in between. We'll play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. You know, we'll run a 50-50. That's it. The Jackfish are completely the opposite. They are like that over-the-top, independent, uh, independent league, minor league team, right? Like the promos and promos and promos. And, and I guess say, it, I thought that I'd seen all the promos possible until I saw this one. So a, a jackfish is like a pike. It's a, a northern pike fish to that sort of Niagara area. So one of the one of their promos is they they get a fan in the stands, and the fan has to kiss the fish. Is it an actual fish? It's a fish, a real fish. So the dude comes down in like this slicker, this uh, you know rain slicker, yellow, and, and he's got this fish in his hands, and the guy's got to kiss it. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this uh, in Newfoundland. This is like a thing, right? If you are going to be a, a, a true Newfoundlander, you have I've to heard be, of this. You have to be screeched in, quote unquote. Screeched. So what does that mean? It means that you have to A, like drink screech, which is essentially Newfie moonshine, and B, you have to kiss the cod, right? So you know, this kiss the fish thing, um and, kiss and the cod sounds vaguely inappropriate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I, I I give them credit. It was, and and we've probably, I, I don't know about you. I feel like I've seen it all, right? Like there's nothing, there's not, there aren't too many promos that excite me anymore. Oh, wow. Here's the, the donut stacking one, which is not unlike the pizza stacking one, which was at a different ballpark or a different hockey arena, but I have not seen it kiss the fish. So that was, that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty neat. But yeah, it's interesting how it's like same league, but just totally different presentations. So that that one was probably the most like what I'm used to, you know, heading down to the States to see minor league ball or I'm, I'm sure, you know, like we've had Sean Aronson talk about the, the um, St. Paul saints on and, and, you know, it, all about the promos and, and whatnot, not to obviously that level of St. Paul saints, but just push, 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 you know, they family fun and, and, you know, Baseball is there, but what else are we going to do for it? So, and those are my visits. All right, a, a big league and a markedly small league. <laughs> Definitely, Mark. How about you? Any visits over the last fortnight? No, no. Uh, last time I was on here, I talked about going to two games in downtown Indian one night. That was it. No games. Wow, that's is that a first in the four four plus years of this podcast? That no, not had a visit. No, <laughs> it feels well, I think like we that. had a little bit of a hiatus there. When that oh, that's right. We did have this uh, <laughs> yeah. pandemic thing. I forgot. <laughs> I blocked that right out there. Didn't I? <laughs> now, what's the psychological psychiatrist psychologist word for that? Denial. <laughs> I mean, I did go to a really, 
I did go to an awesome pool party this Saturday. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. A lot of Let's barbecue. not have the play-by-play of the pool party. Let well, well, yeah. well, us hope there were no old girlfriends at the pool party. <laughs> there, there was there was some kissing going on, but it wasn't with Todd. And it wasn't me. But. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go before Mark digs that hole again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like Dave had a big league trip and a smaller trip. That was my last two weekends. So uh, I'll, I'll start two weekends ago. It was actually uh, Pam and my anniversary. We didn't get to go anywhere for our 10th anniversary last year. So for our 11th, we decided to take the weekend up in Boston. We were going to spend Saturday night in the North End, do a nice fancy dinner at Ray Bork's Italian restaurant right near the garden, and uh, go catch the Red Sox on Sunday. But Mother Nature had some other plans and decided to send a hurricane up our way. Now, yeah, you know, I feel for all the folks down in uh, New Orleans right now. And when they when they hear me talk about a hurricane hitting Massachusetts, you know, we were we were scrambling for a level one hurricane. I mean, New Orleans just got hit by a level four hurricane. I have no idea what they're talking about. Much like when we see a foot of snow, we don't blink an eye. But when the South gets, you know, a half an inch of snow, they shut down for a while. So it's all about what you're used to and what your perspective is. But anyway, um, we knew everything was going to shut down on Sunday, which was going to just destroy our plans for uh, for baseball. So went on uh, StubHub, found some some uh, roof deck seats at Fenway for the Saturday night game for $15. So we went to Fenway for Saturday night. Our first trip to Fenway in over two years. So uh, what had changed in two years? Not a whole heck of a lot, to be honest with you. I found the game day experience to be very similar to what I remember. There weren't a whole lot of extra precautions in place. Uh, Tickets were digital. I think that was the only difference I saw through the whole night. Some people were masked up. Um, I was masked up when I was underneath in the, the cramped concourse of Fenway, but Aside from that, I didn't feel too uncomfortable. I didn't feel too boxed in. Part of that was being on the upper level. Really gave us some room. Um, it was nice to see the Fenway faithful being overserved as usual. Uh, being up in the right field roof boxes, you're right near the new Sam Adams bar that they have built up there. And so it was very convenient. I only had to take like 15 steps if I wanted a beer. I didn't have any alcohol that night. I uh, took advantage of my favorite menu item at Fenway Park, which is the refillable souvenir soda. For $8, you can refill it as many times as you want. Since it was 90 degrees that day, I think I went through three, three and a half giant sodas. So uh, yeah, uh, if we're looking at what's different about Fenway, I couldn't really tell you anything. It was like being at a game in 2019, 2017. So an enjoyable experience. Uh, the one thing about Fenway this year, the the crowds, while they're solid, it's not like back in the heyday about five, 10 years ago where you couldn't find a ticket. I mean, obviously, we were able to get $15 seats last minute. That might have had something to do with the hurricane. Maybe it didn't. So. What, would, what would those regularly go for? The roof box seats are generally, I'm not sure. When we uh, look at looked at them last, this is three or four years ago. For our, we usually get a what's called a socks pack, which is a three or four game set of tickets. Those seats were generally up around sixty to seventy dollars. Wow! Yeah, uh, great view of the game. Fenway is the weird, the weird 
ballpark where I think it's better to sit up high than down low. You know, I mean, the expensive seats in Fenway, right on top of the action, you can't beat them. But if you're going for the cheap seats at Fenway Park, they're either the bleachers or the obstructed view grandstands. So your cheaper seats are actually down in the lower deck. Probably the only ballpark that's that's built that way. Maybe Wrigley. Damn posts. Because of the obstructed views. Yeah, so it was nice to be sitting. We were in the second row. Beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of overserved fans, I saw one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And it could have could have been one of the most tragic things I've ever seen. A gentleman who was up, I think, three rows behind us, went to get up, and he had been vastly overserved. Went to get up and put his foot on the the row in front of him to kind of step over and then get out, but somehow he slipped, and I don't know what happened. I heard a noise or something, and I turned around. This this young man, he had to be in his early to mid twenties, did a somersault in the air landed two rows in front of where he started perfectly in the seat. <laughs> he, and I, I am not exaggerating this. I wish I had video of this incident and any of the people who were around me could verify because a couple of folks who were in the front row got doused with his beer. But yeah, he did a perfect somersault and boom, landed it. And he sat there for a second stunned. And then he stood up and did like a Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> So, but yeah, if he would have like continued to fall, he could have flipped right over the railing. It could have been bad, but as it was, it was incredibly hilarious and it gave us something to talk about for the whole rest of the game. So that was my trip to Fenway Park. And then uh, last weekend, let's see, we don't talk a whole lot about racing on this show. We've had, you know, we had Chris Green on one time when we talked NASCAR and we've had a couple people who are familiar with the sport, but I did something I've never done in my life before. I went to a racetrack. What, what brought me to a local racetrack called the Seacock Speedway, which is a half a mile oval, very small place. Uh, the Providence Bruins season ticket holder summer party was held at the Seacock Speedway this year. With no baseball team, we can't have it at McCoy Stadium. So we did have it at the local racetrack, which was really interesting. Um, I couldn't believe how small this place was. The track was, and I'm not kidding you, it was a half a mile. Um, that was verified by Chris Green when he saw some pictures. Uh, it's amazing because there's no straightaway or there's a very little straightaway on a half mile track. So basically you've got between 10 and 20 cars racing in this little circle. So needless to say, there was a lot of, a lot of crashes, but they don't get up to any really high speed. So the crashes aren't really dangerous. They're kind of just spin outs. So, I mean, it was different. I had been there about 10, 15 minutes and I had had enough of racing. But it was something different, and I can now say that I've been to a racetrack, Seacock Speedway, the action track of the East. And Dan's back. Hey, Dan. So uh, that is actually where we're going to wrap things up today in this uh, edition of Stadium Journey Overtime. So uh, anyone wanting to follow the other guy? Are, are we are we not uh, are we not doing uh, uh, Mets and uh, no because that's probably going to be a topic to an upcoming show so now we'll be here all night it's going to be profoundly laced uh, <laughs> yeah. if I just talk we, about the Mets. the censors will be working I have over time one thing to say about the Mets thumbs down thumbs down <laughs> I, I I don't give a crap I don't care if you're Cisco and Ebert just win games. Uh, you know, knock runners in. Don't lose to inferior teams. I mean, 
you know, you play those Dodgers and Giant games. All those games you lost by a run. You, you could have pulled it out if somebody stroke a single in the ninth to break up a tie. It's, uh... No, but it's your fault as a fan. Support the team. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're you're gonna boo. I mean, people. It's your, boo. It's your fault. You know, Lindor is batting two hundred. Javi Lopez. All those guys are batting terribly. I mean, it's almost like. You know, maybe you keep a handful of players and get rid of all of them. It's just you expect more out of those guys. And as Met fans, we're just frustrated. It's like you got to be kidding me. We're we're getting screwed over again, another season. I, I mean, there's I remember '86, but there's a bunch of Met fans that don't. They weren't alive or they were in diapers. I want them to experience that. Not not this crap. Not '06. Not '07. You know, not 2015 when they could even kill the ball against Kansas City or hold the lead in the ninth. Like, come on. You know, it's okay. You can make, you know, make a run for the playoffs. Play meaningful baseball in October. You know, I don't care about the stupid black jersey. You're 0-3 in them already. So, good toss them. But like I said, we'll be here forever talking about the Mets. Nothing I've been arguing with myself about at night. Even my wife would tell me. She's like, what's the matter? I'm like, God, the Mets lost again. It's like, you know, another team jumps up to a 2 nothing lead. They they barely can scratch back, and then they lose. So, Oh, you can't freak out about this. Your dog is not named after the Mets. It's named after the White Sox, and they're no, in first White place. Sox. Well, I was going to name him Shea. Yeah, well, the White Sox are doing well, but the Mets are ticking me off. Yeah, I, you know, if, if he was a girl, we would have named him Shea. Or we're going to name him Comiskey, but my wife didn't like that name. Socks is good. Soxy. <laughs> He's looking at me right now. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hey, Mets. Mets won today. 3-1. Look at that. Holy crap. Speaking of baseball, Tampa Bay four right now has eight runs on four hits. Who are they playing? Red Sox. Oh, right, well, then at least they're not playing us. How many, how many errors is that involved? Two. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, the Red Sox game I went to last week, the Red Sox made five errors. Ouch. Nice. Well, that's All like right, watching so, intercounty baseball league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just wanted to say to Ben Simmons, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, See you later. Don't come All here. You had, <laughs> All you had to, do, yeah. Don't go to Toronto. All you had to do was dunk the ball, son. I, I, I bought your shirt. I defended you. You know. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. You know, I signed your salary, so what I say matters. Nothing I say matters. Yeah. But uh, you, it's perfect. No, no, it's perfect. Want, he can, he can, he can not show up. They cannot pay him, and take their time and get whatever they want. I mean, yeah, could, mate. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's agent needs a firing. <laughs> I mean, well, if anybody's agent needs a firing, it's Victor Oladipo's agent. Uh, that it's no, just, uh, Dennis. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, both of them. They both turned down oh, like hundred and ten million dollar contracts. <laughs> yeah, they both did the same thing. Listen, I, I understand Philly fans are terrible and blah 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 and all that, but uh yes, they are. I mean there are a bunch oh, of people defending yeah. you too, and you and you No, yeah, I mean like I heard that Mike Schmidt Mike Schmidt used to get booed all the time. Uh that's what you I know, know what I'm saying. Wh- there used to be a thing that they used to talk about that. Can this guy play in the big big market? Yeah. You know, it used to be a big thing when they were signing free agents in Boston. Some guys could play here, some guys can't. It's like Ben Simmons is a small market guy. There's, you know, a, there's a 
a litany of of Yankees who were like Kenny Rogers and Carl Pavano, like Sonny Gray. Couldn't I do it. Kenny Rogers was dead. No, no, the pitcher good. Kenny Rogers. Uh, the chicken, restaurant. The I'm guy. just saying, like, you know, it's what if 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 you're playing for the Mets or, or you can pick the White Sox too. They'll they'll boo their players. If you're, I mean, if you're not hustling, if you're arguing, if you're not showing any might, it's like, yeah, the fans are going to get a little bit annoyed. It's like all, all year long, the Mets are in first place. We're in first place. We're in first place. Well, you're not. You're like six games out now with the Phillies in front of you. So you're not in first place. What do you say now? What, what do you, you say? Take it back, Paul. Say? Take it back. What, what, what do you say? I guess we are talking about the Mets. When you lose three out of four to Miami. I have a, I have a, I have advice for Baez and everybody else doing the thumbs down. Do your job. Yeah, that's, well, that's he, all. I don't. They, yeah. they, I think they got a, a spanking from the owner, and they did. They came out and apologized. And, and if not just that, you're you're not winning because that happens in sports. Not everybody wins. Yeah, but put forth the effort. No, I mean you're, don't you're, crap on the people who are paying I, the money to come. I see mean, you. No, well, not, hold on, Mark. Okay. Real, real quick, real, real quick, and then I'll let you go. I, I believe in accountability on both sides, right? There are, there are sometimes fans are way the F out of line about, I had to censor that, about how they react, what they think they need to know, like that kind of thing. Way out of line a yeah, lot of times. Absolutely. Oh, and I, I see that. a whole episode coming. Right. And etiquette. And, and yeah, <laughs> we should. Etiquette. There you go. But on the other side of it, it, it does goes both ways. Um, and I won't pontificate about the Phillies right now, seeing we are ahead of the Mets. And but I, I was thinking of Mark this whole time this was happening. I'm going win some games. Like you were in first place. It was gifted to you because the Phillies are trash. It was gifted to you, and pfft, maybe win. Don't taunt the fans, dude. Well, I mean, we were. I mean, Met fans were hoping that. Eat that West Coast trip, and then the Giants and Dodgers at home. If you could go six and seven or five and eight, you'd be happy. They went two and eleven. Like, and like we like, could so- beat the Diamondbacks. Sorry, I had to get yeah. that off my chest. <laughs> I was so I went back to Philly, visited Dad, and I was like, I sit there and watch some Phillies games with him because that's the it, it, more so than the Eagles. It's Phillies for him, like me. It's the Flyers. And, I'll sit there and watch ball with my dad on his new big TV. And he just, it was his birthday the week after. Can't wait to sit there. First time in a long time. Watch Phillies game with my dad. Yeah. The diamond pass. Sorry. You know, I get it. This is not football. You're not going to win your, all your games, but I mean, you know, win your series, you know, take care of business. I mean, then I got to see Zach Wheeler out there throwing seven hit shut out ball every damn game and, and our players can't even get through uh, two innings without injuring themselves. The pitching See, staff. I mean, Marcus put himself in the perfect position by, by having the Mets on one side and the white Sox on the other, he can complain eternally. Well, I'm annoyed that the white Sox didn't uh, take uh Two out of three from the Yankees. Or what's oh, my gosh. The White Sox are in first place. You can't be annoyed. They're in first place. I'm not arguing. Yeah. <laughs> in, in spite of Tony La Russa. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I guess we were talking about Ben Simmons in the Mets at least a little bit. Stay tuned for in-depth discussion on a future episode. Ben, all you had to do was dunk the ball. Ben, I'm just saying all you had to do was dunk the ball. All right. Uh.
Hey, Dan. Dan. Where can I just follow you online? All you had to do was dunk the ball. Dan Lonnie, three. Dan Lonnie. Mark, any uh, stadium journeys planned for the next couple of weeks? And where can our listeners follow you? Well, I'm going up to see the White Sox, a team that knows how to win. Uh, I'm going to be checking them out, I think, uh, not this week, but the week after. And I see Beloit is playing, and that's only about a two-hour drive. So I'd like to see the new ballpark. And that might be we'll meet up with our weekend. buddies there uh, for the River Rockers. Yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, it looks beautiful up there. And I, it's sort of just kind of passed my mind because, you know, it opened later than I thought. And, you know, school started. But, yeah, uh, White Sox, hopefully Beloit. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame football, that's on my radar. I got a couple dates uh, for that, but probably not until October. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, follow me, Ballpark Hunter, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok even. I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok, but see me. And of course, <laughs> and of course on uh, YouTube. Check me out on YouTube videos, two, two, three videos a week now. I'm just throwing the videos up there left and right. And hopefully you enjoy them. And let me know. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, support good content. That's ironic because I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok either. No, I don't. Like I, you know, people watch it and get addicted to it. I just haven't done that yet. You know, I just. You know, my wife might give it, give it two weeks. Yeah. I have a couple videos, but uh, you can do the milk crate challenge. No, don't do that. They banned that. Or did they? Oh, that's where it came from. Yeah. If you hashtag it, it gets pulled down immediately. Uh, There's a lot of stupid people out there. What can you say? (laughs) And the Buffalo Bills fans are just proof of that. Oh, Dave, any stadium journeys planned for you over the next couple of weeks? And where can our listeners follow you? No, I'm talking about the Bills Mafia. You, you I know who you're talking table. about. I'm not saying I, me being a Bills fan makes you stupid. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm hoping uh, to be able to get out and, and see the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, their bro, last game was bro, actually bro. postponed because the Edmonton Elks could not pass the COVIDness. They actually released a guy today because he lied about his vaccine. So they had a Patriots <laughs> caught Cam Newton because he didn't get a vaccine. That was interesting. <laughs> anyway. It's free, y'all. It's free. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping to see the the Argonauts. Uh, I'm definitely going to hunker down on Monday uh, to watch the Labor Day Classic on television, Ooh, which is the fun. biggest uh, CFL weekend. Um, of the year. So you got uh, Argos, Ticats on Monday. Uh, it's also usually, and I'm not sure if it's happening or not, Edmonton, um, Edmonton, Calgary, and uh, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. So the biggest week of CFL there. Uh, literary journey is continuing right now. I'm into a history of the Memorial Cup, which is uh, oh. pretty interesting. Um, it's it's kind of on the old side. So it, I think the last year is 97. but uh, some of those old teams are are, are really uh, interesting. And I just finished this audiobook and it was amazing. It was called, you may have seen it on the shelves. Uh, it's called Cheated by Andy Martino. And it's all about uh, sign stealing in baseball and, of course, specifically the uh, Astros and their issues. Uh, and Dan, you, you might like this, might not like this. I don't know. Um, sign stealing. And using illegal methods, illegal technological methods was pioneered by a guy by the name of Pierce Childs, 
who was a Philadelphia Philly. Yep. In like 1902 or something. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that that oh, was like oh, a science. Oh, I'm aware. At the Baker Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm aware. They had oh, they, they actually put a device. They yeah. dug into the field and put a device in there so the coach could stand on it. Oh and he yeah, had, I heard about that. Oh my gosh, he had somebody like across the street with binoculars and uh, yeah, it's amazing, yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Martino, it, go. The elaboration it. is insane. It's it's amazing. Uh, but anyway, follow those. Uh, all that stuff. Twitter, Instagram, profile. All right, and now it's my turn. Uh, let's see. Pam and I will be celebrating Labor Day weekend with one last minor league baseball hurrah. We're going to head over to Binghamton and then to Scranton. We're going to make up our rained out Memorial Day game on Labor Day. Hopefully uh, one of these long weekends this summer turns out to have decent weather. And then the following weekend, I start my career as a college football PA announcer nice. with the opening game for UMass Dartmouth Corsairs at Cressy Field in Dartmouth. Hey, hopefully we'll see all of you there. And you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter or Instagram. Not TikTok yet, but, you know, I'm at Puckman R.I. And don't forget to visit StadiumJourney.com to find all of our fabulous content and stadium reviews. Connect with us on our social media channels. Like Mark said, like, comment, tell a friend. Yeah, Audio, sure. audio I love that. I'm going to steal it. Worship. Audio, audio Kneel down before podcast. me. Are uh, found on your podcast app by searching HIAC Talk Radio. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Is that the new one, Dan? Apple Music? We're on Apple Music. We're on Google Music. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music and Audible. We are all over the damn place. If you're not listening now, what the hell is wrong with you? As ZZ Top once said, we're bad. We're nationwide. Oh, rest in peace to Dusty Hill, man. That was a big loss. Uh, and our uh, video simulcast of the podcast are on our YouTube page. And our classic back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. Remember, if you're not with us right now, you're watching this at a later time, you can participate live in the recording every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. And join us again in two weeks. Uh, what is our topic in two weeks? I don't know, but we'll be talking about something cool. And so for Dan... For Mark and for Dave, this is Paul wishing you safe stadium journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon.